Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media. Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. So you like antiques. It's okay. So do I. One of my favorite pastimes. It's one of the few things I uh, feel kind of okay doing right now uh, with everything going on. If I go to an antique store that is not busy, keyword not busy. Otherwise, it turns into the Pac-Man game from hell. It does. When there's people everywhere and some are wearing masks, some are not. You feel like a ghost sometimes in an antique store running around uh, and just trying to avoid uh, the people. Me and Harp call it Pac-Man from hell. But uh, I enjoy it when I'm like the only one there. Anyway, this is not about COVID. This is about ghosts and antiques. I'm sure the thought has crossed your mind once or twice of an object that uh, you purchase at an antique store or thought about purchasing. What if you get it home and what if it's haunted? What do you do? Especially if you buy a whole bunch at once, like an estate sale type deal, and you're like, oh, all these great things, and you get a trunk load of stuff, and you take it home, and then weird things start happening. But maybe not even to you. Maybe they start happening to your guests. Guests that are notoriously sensitive to something on the other side. How do you handle something like that? Or sometimes maybe you don't even have to be that one that handles it. Maybe sometimes there'll be some positive intervention from the other side for that person being afflicted by whatever was inadvertently brought into your house. That's what happens in our next story. Take a listen. I reside in Rochester, New York, home of the Garbage Plate, Kodak, and Arthur Showcross, not to mention the burial of both Susan B. Anthony and Frederick Douglass. Rochester has a rich history, including all paranormal, 
All my life, I was known to be extremely sensitive. Growing up, my family made fun of me for being such a sensitive and emotional child. I still am to this day and wish I could shake it off. But, unfortunately, I am weird this way. I suffer from chronic pain, mainly fibromyalgia and endometriosis, anxiety and depression. Stress and illness or moving the wrong way would be my biggest triggers. This would come into play later in the story. I was known to get sick a lot and need extra care as a young child. I've had many paranormal experiences. My husband's family runs and operates a successful haunted house here in Rochester. Hell, we even got married on Halloween 2018. I love the paranormal and the mystery. Not just that, but history fascinates me. His family would go to estate sales to find old antiques and decorations to fill the room and make it feel and look authentic. This would also play a part later. I had one experience while both my younger brother and sister and I were playing in an attic. I could go into more detail, but this other story of mine that probably takes the paranormal cake. To start off, my great-grandmother Caroline, Jenny, or we call her Granny Jenny, was one of the most genuine, beautiful, caring souls to walk on this screwed-up planet. She was religious and had a love for angels. I was her first great-grandchild, and she always called me Angel or Sweet Girl. When I would go to her house, as soon as I got to the door, she always greeted me with a tight hug and cut my face with her cold, fragile hands, kissing me on my forehead. When I was maybe 24 at the time, she asked me to draw her an angel, and that would be my very first commission-based piece. I drew it, and she cried. She's so beautiful. Look at her wings. You are so talented. Then in August of 2016, great-grandma Jenny died of ovarian cancer. She was the glue that held the family together. That glue was no longer strong enough to hold on, and I saw everyone's true colors come out and bring out their worst selves. About a week after she had passed, things started happening. Paranormal things. I lived in a split-level house with my grandparents, brother, sister, mom, nephew, and aunt. It was a full house. My room was on the basement level. It was my sanctuary where I felt where I could be myself and where I could recharge my battery, so to speak. One night around 3 a.m., I was half asleep and woke up scratching and meowing at my bedroom door. I dragged myself out of bed and opened my door, and there on the floor was my black cat, Mr. Boots. He looked frantic. His pupils were large. He invited himself in and sat down in front of my bed and stared at the top far corner of my room, wiping his tail side to side. He was aggravated, angry. I called out his name. Boots, what's wrong? He did not look back. Then he slowly got on all fours, hunched his back, and his hair stood right up and started to hiss. I was confused and scared at the same time. I traced his eye line where the corner was, but nothing was there. He did not move from that spot for ten minutes, so then suddenly he snapped out of that trance, looked back at me and meowed. He jumped on my bed and laid in front of me, which rarely happens. My gut told me he's protecting me from something. It does not feel right. The next morning, I worked up the courage to ask anyone in the house if they noticed anything weird or different. My sister was living with us at the time with her son, Noah, who was two and a half years old at the time. She spoke up and said that Noah could not sleep because of Mr. Smiley. I paused and asked, Mr. Smiley? Who's that? She said that he saw him and he would not stop smiling and it scared him. He told him to go away and cried. He woke my sister up and she had to console him. 
Where was this Mr. Smiley at? I asked. In the closet, mainly in the corner. I mentally drew a map in my head where the corner of the closet would be since it would be on the upper level. Then I realized that that corner of the closet met the top corner of my room. Then it dawned on me. My cat saw something and it was not good at all. I was busy with an art piece I had to finish for college. I had an art desk with a chair to use, but I was in pain and I thought my bed was comfier. I had a black exercise ball that I would use from time to time for my flare-ups to get comfortable. I left it in the middle of my room. I was deep into my art piece as I saw something move out of the corner of my eye. I slowly turned my head to my right and the ball was rolling back and forth. The speed of it did not slow down. Back and forth. Back and forth. I could not stop staring at the ball and I froze in fear. I wanted to run out of my room, but I felt stuck on my bed. I had to somehow move past that ball and leave. Then it stopped. I sat on my bed, replaying that in my head over and over, wondering what is going on. I left my room. Later that week, I was able to use my chair to my art desk. I was pushing my chair. I turned off my light and went to bed. I kept having strange dreams at night, but I can't remember what they were. That morning, I had a hard time waking up and felt groggy. I slowly rolled over to the other side to get out of bed, and my desk chair was directly next to me, facing my way. It was like someone was watching me sleep. I felt this ice-cold sensation go down my body. I did not feel so groggy anymore after that. Later that night, I was in the living room in the recliner checking out stats for my football team. I was deeper into my phone, not paying any attention to my surroundings. I knew my sister was somewhere in the house with my nephew. In front of me, there was Noah's rocking horse that began to rock back and forth. I looked up and watched it rock, and I scanned the room to see if someone was recently in the room, thinking my nephew ran by and accidentally ran into it, making it rock. I quickly went to find my sister and asked her, Hey, did Noah go into the living room at all? No, he's taking a bath. I pointed towards the bathtub. All I could do is stare at her. What? she asked. Noah's rocking horse rocked back and forth by itself. I didn't know if he came barging in. Out of nowhere, the whole house went completely dark. We lost power. Jokingly, she told me to get out of the house and laughed. You attract the weirdest shit, Jess. As the week went by, my pain had gotten worse, which led me to be bedridden. It seemed like whenever I felt like there was a flare-up coming on, something bad would happen. I've noticed a strange pattern. Not only my pain gets worse at night, but so does the activity, like it feeds off my pain. My husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, slept over that night. I was happy and relieved that he was sleeping over so I could have company and some protection. My husband is a skeptic, so it was hard for me to talk to him about what was going on. That night it felt like my spidey sense was activated and I just knew something was in my room. I was terrified to turn my back against that wall and corner. I felt as if I'm being watched. My anxiety was at an all-time high, so I woke up my husband to switch spots with me. He asked me why, and I told him that I could not explain it, but he did it anyway, and I felt protected, though guilty. I used him as a shield, but I desperately needed sleep. The next day, I was beyond groggy. I could not concentrate in class, and it affected my job performance at work. It felt like it was never-ending. Each day I spent in my room, I felt uneasy. I undressed in the bathroom nearby because I felt violated. I was violated enough to the point where I felt uncomfortable changing in my room. 
That night I did not even want to sleep in my room, but I was determined to overcome this. I lasted an hour in my room as I heard scratches and knocks. I grabbed my pillow and blanket and booked it out of there. I went to find refuge in the living room upstairs. The air was not heavy. I had the couch recliner out as I could not fully lay down from the horrible back pain. I had both legs bent, leaning to one side. I was drifting in and out of light sleep. And out of nowhere, I was woken up, feeling this rush of cold air near my feet. Then my whole right leg was pulled out, and I felt pressure on my toes. I jumped up from the recliner and gasped. It was like someone was pulling on my toe and pulled my whole leg with it. I looked around and did not see anyone there. I just sat there and cried. Friday night, I went over to my husband's house, who was living with his parents at the time. I slept over, thinking I could escape the hell I was living in, and maybe, just maybe, I could get some sleep. I could not be any more wrong. That night, I woke up, but I did not bother looking to see what time it was. Then, I realized I could not move. I was paralyzed. My eyes darted around the darkness in the room, panicking. The bedroom door, which is, in fact, a pain in the ass to open and close, began to slowly open itself. There was a rush of cool air above me. My chest felt like someone was sitting on it. I could not move, breathe, or scream. I could not reach out to my husband as I felt like I was being pinned down. All I saw was pitch black, expecting to see something or someone. I remember tears burned my skin as it rolled down my cheeks. Then it stopped. I sat up and bawled like a baby. I then finally made enough noise to wake my husband up. I thought to myself, I'm not safe anywhere. Sunday afternoon, I went back home. I was depressed and was anxiety-ridden, just knowing I had come home just to be terrorized some more. Then I had another flare-up and was once again bedridden. This time it was bad. I laid in bed all day, unable to move, crying. I had negative thoughts rolling in my mind, thinking I'm worthless and nothing more than a walking disease. Why do I have to be in so much pain? What did I do to deserve this? I don't understand. My tears burned my cheeks once again, crying uncontrollably. I felt like I was going to go insane. The pain was so bad, I wanted to tear my skin off my body. Then I heard a big bang against that wall that I hated so much and I cried some more. Suddenly, I stopped crying, slowed my breathing down, and my muscles were not so tense. I was white-knuckling the whole time, and I slowly unclenched my hand that was on my chest. I felt a cold sensation on my hand, then going up both sides of my cheeks like someone was cupping them. I felt calm, cool, and collected, and I drifted off to sleep. I slept for nine hours straight, the longest I'd had in weeks. I felt refreshed and calm. I scanned the room and the room was lighter than ever. The black cloud that kept following me was gone. I looked around and my eyes reached the foot of my bed. Confused, I saw a white feather on the cover next to my feet. I picked it up and examined it. Then it dawned on me. It was Great Grandma Jenny. She was my guardian angel. I thought maybe, just maybe, she fought this thing or Mr. Smiley, whoever the hell he was. I think he was trying to say, or she was trying to say, everything is okay. You are safe. Sleep. My best guess is that maybe my husband's family purchased an item or items from the estate sales that a spirit was attached to. 
Since I was extremely vulnerable, it had come after me. My great-grandma was the hero of this odd and long story, and I honestly believe she is my guardian angel. Thanks for listening and not judging. Sometimes, we just need to be heard. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Want a commercial-free experience of the show with access to the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories? Sign up at Apple Podcasts right now and try it for three days free. Ghostpodcast.com or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.